0: Okay, so we are going to start. Uh, this week, we are starting a new series because it is September, and last week was Labor Day weekend, and so we didn't do this, and there's a decent chance I'm going to fall over these cords with these reading glasses, but that's fine. If I go down, Cooper's in charge, so we're going to keep going. Uh, this, series, this series is called I Am. So if you're familiar with the Bible, you recognize immediately that I Am is what God says He is. He's like, I am. When Moses says, who are you? He says, I am. If you're not familiar with this, I just told you, like when God is talking to Moses back in the old Testament, uh, Moses is like, what do I tell the Israelites when I'm trying to free them from slavery? Like, how do I prove that you're with me? And he's like, I am like, I am the God of the people that came before me. I am the God of, of everyone. Uh, what we're going to do in this series is each week we're going to talk about a different aspect of the Trinity. Now the Trinity is a hard concept that even like the most grizzled adult doesn't fully understand because in our world there's nothing that looks like the Trinity. There's nothing that can truly compare to the Trinity. There's nothing that like you can look at and be like well this is definitely the Trinity. And so but we're going to talk about the Father this week. We're going to talk about the Son which is Jesus and then we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. So basically just a real quick start um, While well, people settle down, a real quick start. Uh, My fault. A, a real quick start with the Trinity. So, the Trinity is God. God is the Trinity. Um, there can be confusion from people that don't understand Christianity to think, well, Jesus, God, or Jesus the Father, and the Holy Spirit, they're three separate beings. They're three separate people. They're not. It's all God. I get that that's confusing. The way to look at it is if you think of a tree. Everybody here has seen a tree, I assume. Uh, You have the roots of a tree. tree. You have the roots of a tree. You have the limbs of a tree. And you have the trunk of a tree. All of that is still the tree, but it's different parts of the same tree. Uh, That's not perfect because... God is whole in each part and yet whole together. So it's the three in one. Again, this is so hard. If you're not getting this, if you're like, this doesn't make any sense, believe me, there are theologians who have studied this forever. And it's so hard to figure out because God is beyond our understanding. God is... Perfect and everything. And one of the crazy things to think about that I think about sometimes is so God is eternal. God has always been. God is omnipotent, which means all powerful. He's omniscient, which means he knows everything. And then he's omnipresent, which means he's everywhere. And so he's eternal. He's always existed. Before time, he existed. Uh, He created time. He created the world. He created everything. So then you run into this question, and you actually have this in small groups to think about, but you run into this question well, if God was here before everything, where did God come from? Like, how, how was there nothing? Because we are human. Because we can only understand logic from our uh, human ways of being. Because everything in our lives has a beginning, a middle, and end. Everything in our lives is measured by time. Uh, the Bengals game was measured by overtime. And they somehow won. Like, things miracles happen. That proves God's existence. But uh, it's like everything has a, a, a time. Yet in heaven and with God... Time is a human concept. Like, when you go to heaven, there's not time there. It's not the same thing. And you're like, well, how does this work? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know because I'm not there. I just know that it's a human concept. So it's really hard to figure out. So as we go through this series, don't worry if you're like, well, I understand what it means to be the Father. And I understand, like, how he created us and loves us. And I understand Jesus dying for our sins. And I understand the Holy Spirit connecting us. But I don't get everything It's that's not... What we're here for, we're just to talk about it, to share it, to learn about God, to learn about our faith in God, to learn about his faith in us. Um, And so I'm going to start, like I said, with the Father. This is Isaiah chapter 40, verses 26 through 31. Uh, Look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like he brings them out like an army one after another calling each by its name because of his great power and incomparable strength not a single one is missing so this is about the Father the Creator God he created everything if you're familiar with Genesis in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth um, as you look around the room you see that I have a lot of galaxy and space stuff because that's a cool thing uh, to me and it shows like God's reach like we're never no human is ever going to go to any of those places over there probably uh, the Cygnus loop, Andromeda, Orion, like those are so millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of light years away. Uh, we won't even be able to get to like the edge of the Milky Way galaxy. So all of that is crazy. And so when you think God created everything, he created you, like he created us, he created people, he created animals, he created the earth, but also things that we're never going to see, which is insane. Um, I don't, I'm not a Minecraft guy. Uh, I, it's kind of cool. Like I like the concept, but it's just not my thing. Um, I prefer story games, but it's, I played it. Uh, My understanding with Minecraft is like when you start a new world, it's like almost everywhere. Like it's almost unlimited with where you can go and it's random each time. So like you can keep walking in one direction and like the band, you're just gonna keep going and going and going, but uh, they broke up, I was joking. But anyway, uh, so Minecraft goes forever and it's just crazy and it's everything. Uh, That is a small, small encapsulation of what God created. And so the fact that he created people who could create something like that is just insane. Um, and, and so the point is, if you look up into the heaven to the stars, some of you have probably heard that like most of the stars you see don't even exist anymore because it took so long for their light to get to us that like, they're dead now, which is, I guess, sadder than I realized when I started talking. But still, um, it's so amazing to look at creation. And that's where I wanted to start with God the Father, with the Creator, is everything comes from him. Everything comes from him, and he knows each name of the stars. Now, I bring that up first because if he knows all of the stars, he knows everything about us. He knows every human ever. He loves every human ever, and it's so amazing that this God who created everything, this God who is above everything, this God who is all-powerful, this God who knows everything, also still loves you. Like, he loves you when you're annoying. He loves you when you're a jerk. He loves you when you have pineapple gas. He loves you when all kinds of things happen. He loves you all of the time. And it's such an amazing concept because in our society, we often, like the more famous you get, kind of the less connected you are to the people below you. Like that's one of the things, I'm not going to get huge into politics, but one of the things people will talk about with congressmen, for example. Like you start out, you're serving your Community, and you go to Washington, and you like known them. You work there two years, and then you know you move to Washington, but you still you're still pretty fresh with your community and with where you lived. And then you're in Washington for like fifty years, and you stop kind of knowing what happens in your community. Uh, it's the same thing with uh, famous athletes or celebrities. Like you start out at a certain place, you start out in your community, you start out with your family, and then like the more famous you get, kind of the less you understand it. Um, there are. A lot of famous writers who, like, will write this amazing novel or this amazing movie or this amazing story. And it's like, wow, they understand humanity so well, but then they get super rich. And then, like, by the next book or by the seventh book, uh, it's like, well, this they don't understand people anymore. Um, I've heard comedians talk about this. Like, there, there are different comedians who are like, yeah, I made jokes about things I understand, but now my life is very much like... I don't pay my own bills and I don't do my own grocery shopping. I just have like a limo and all this stuff. And so it's not understandable. And yet God is above all of that and still understands us. And that's where I wanted to start. That's so cool. It's so amazing. Next part. Oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Uh, have Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. Weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. So... Um, I would imagine some of you guys have been around little kids, some of you guys were little kids at one point, point. and so uh, you probably have asked or been asked like the why question, like where you're like, why, 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 or like you have a little cousin or a little brother or a little sister or somebody else who's just around you, and they're just constantly like, why, what's this, what's this, what's this, and like just asking and asking and asking, and so your parents or you or whoever else, your teacher sometimes, uh, you get kind of annoyed eventually you're like i've answered this question a thousand times uh, and, and you know it's like man this is just so crazy and you don't show it to them but it's like man or you're like you keep asking something to your teacher or to your parent and you're like it's the same thing and same thing and the same thing and they get kind of annoyed or exasperated and it's like man you've asked this a million times how do you not understand this um, god doesn't get like that like one of the things that you'll find the older you get you tend to pray the same thing a lot now that doesn't mean that you're not thinking it through it doesn't mean it's not from your heart but you tend to kind of have the same concerns come up, the same requests come up, the same worries come up. And for us, if somebody came up to you and like every day said the exact same thing, the exact same thing, uh, and you're like, look, we talked about this yesterday. Like, don't you remember? You're going to get, again, like I said, exasperated, or they're going to get exasperated. God, however, loves you. And he's like, keep talking to me. That's the most amazing thing about this, is God the Father, and I know that we pray to Jesus, we pray through the Spirit, but God is hearing everything that we do. He created us. He opened this gateway. He had a plan. His plan is so amazing. He has a plan. His plan is so amazing that from creation to now, beyond now, it's just, it's perfect. And so a lot of people are like, well, wait, so how come the way they worship in the Old Testament is different than what Jesus did? And how come it's different now? Like why did back in the day when Jeff was a kid, they had to like sacrifice bulls and goats and stuff to pray? And it's like, what, what's the point of this? And, and then why did Jesus then come and say, hey, you know, you can just talk to me, and you can pray through me, and we'll talk about this, and you can build your own relationship. And then why, when he left earth, is it like the spirit, and you pray, and, and you go to church, and you do all these things? Why is this different? Why did it keep changing? And that's the thing. It didn't change. Like, this was a plan. Um, going back to a kid. So, again, I've, I have a niece. You guys probably don't know that, but I do. I have a two-year-old niece. Uh, she's amazing, she's brilliant, and I know, it's shocking. Um, And so she is at this stage where she's really interested in learning things, and she asks questions, and she tries to understand, but she's still only two, like, she doesn't get it. If we And I I can talk to her, and she mostly understands. Um, Like, I read books to her, and she mostly gets them. If I had read one of, like, yesterday, I I was reading Beauty and the Beast to her, and, like, we were talking about it, and she really loves Gaston, because... She's my family, and so um, she she was really upset that the Tay bear, which is beast, like pushed Gaston, and she like she's like she's just it shocks her because she doesn't understand the story. She's two. If I had had that book when she was first born, and I'm like have her on my arm in the hospital, and, and I'm like, hey, you know, listen to me, kid. Uh, like here's the book, and I read it to her, like. She doesn't even know what words I'm saying. Like, she doesn't understand it. And then, you know, even at one, like, she kind of likes the pictures, but she doesn't get it. Uh, If I read that book to her again at three, at four, like, she's going to understand the story. Like, eventually, she's going to be able to watch the movie and be like, oh, I get this. And then eventually, like, when she's in high school or college, I assume she'll read books beyond that. Um, But it's like you get more understanding. Like, you guys, you understand more now than you did when you were five years old. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, but you, you learn you grow you you gain understanding you, you figure things out. Uh, God's plan is based on our movement like that on humanity. And so when everybody was like living in caves and like small villages and like just in this small area around the Middle East and Africa, like back when creation was first started, uh, if God had been like, hey, you know Abraham, I want you to go to this town of people who are sacrificing. Uh, other people and like literally killing them to these gods that don't exist. Like, I want you to go and say, Hey, love each other. Like, they're gonna be like, uh, Abraham's gonna be like, They're gonna like literally kill me. Uh, and if he'd said that, it's like, What? So, he started this covenant. And again, it's not that he changed it, it's like he knows that he has to take us hand in hand, step by step. And so, it started with, Hey, understand that there are morals, understand that there are things that are wrong. And so, sacrifice is an important concept of everything. And so you're going to start with literal sacrifice. Because by sacrificing cows, do you know what you're not sacrificing? Children. Because that's worse. And so like, he's like, hey, these people over here, they're sacrificing virgins and children and people they don't like. So I want you to sacrifice animals. Um, and so that's where he started. Because again, people wouldn't have understood if Jesus had come right then. They wouldn't have gotten it. Now, obviously, God's perfect, and he would have figured out a way, but this is like how he led us along. And then Jesus came. And so, like, he's leading this this charge into relationship building. Christianity is a relationship. And if he had just popped down and been like, hey, so tomorrow, like, I know I haven't seen you guys before, uh, and I'm going to let you finish, but tomorrow, tomorrow, that was an old Kanye reference, nobody got it, that's fine. Uh, Tomorrow, I'm ashamed of doing that, but anyway, tomorrow, uh, the Holy Spirit's going to be here. And so I know that you don't know me, and I know that you're going straight from like the sacrifice stuff, but tomorrow you're just going to go to church and pray it on your own and hang out and do whatever. People are going to be like, what are you talking about? Like this, I don't understand this. Like We're sacrifice. Like How can we just not do it? And so Jesus was this relationship and also a sacrifice. You see, instead of sacrificing animals, Jesus is like, listen, in order to show you that this is now going to a new phase for you, I'm going to be the sacrifice. I'm going to be the lamb. I'm going to take all of your sins, which was the point of sacrifice, and get rid of them so that you can have a chance at this free will relationship, at this choice. And so he did that. And after three years of building his disciples up to teach and do all of this, and then that brings the spirit, which connects us. But all of this started with God the Father, with his plan. And again, I know you're like, wait, so are they separate? No, they're not separate. But they have different personalities. So like I said, the tree thing... So Peter, James, and John are the three kind of leader disciples. They all had the same goal, the same focus, the same mindset, and yet they were individual thoughts. And so if you combine a tree in Peter, James, and John, you kind of get to the Trinity. Or if you look at an egg, or all these different things. But it just, again, there's no way to fully explain this. So just focus on the fact that the Father was the creator. And no matter what you do, no matter what happens, no matter what happens in the world... He doesn't get tired of you asking questions. He doesn't get tired of you asking for help. He doesn't get tired of you uh, just asking for forgiveness. He always wants that. And so that's what this is all about. Next part, last part. No, next part. Uh, He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So this says that not only does he not get tired, he will help you in that. Now, this doesn't mean that if you become a Christian and you follow God that you're never going to be tired again. You're going to be able to win every race. You're, never, you're going to like never need a sub. You're just going to be awesome all the time. You're not going to sleep anymore. Uh, I don't sleep anymore, but it's not because of that. It's just because I can't sleep. But um, it, that doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that you're never going to be sad. It doesn't mean that you're never going to be hurt. It doesn't mean you're never going to be heartbroken. What it means is that God will be with you and lift you up. God will help you to rise. God will help you to get through this. And so by not getting tired, it means you're not going to give in to that. Again, you're going to sleep. You're going to get exhausted, all these things. But God will be with you as your energy, as your reminder that he is with you. The father, the father of everything is your father. It's so cool. Which brings me to the last part, and this is Psalm 68, 5 through 6 from David. Uh, This is a description of God. Father to the fatherless, defender of widows, this is God whose dwelling is holy. God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy, uh, but he makes the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. So to start at the end, there are consequences to actions. One of the things that you get a lot is, well, if I ask for forgiveness or if this person asks for forgiveness, uh, why do they still have to go to jail? Like, uh, Tara murdered someone. And it's like, she asked for forgiveness immediately. Like she was really sorry. She didn't even mean to kill Hope. And it's like this awful thing, (laughs) this awful thing. And she's like, I asked for forgiveness. Why am I in trouble? Like, why is Misty mad at me? Why is, are the police after me? Like what's happening? And it's like, what, what is going on? Well, she can still ask for forgiveness and she can still go to heaven from that, but there have to be consequences because God has consequences for us too. Um, it doesn't mean he doesn't love you. It means that you learn from things like that. If you never have consequences to your actions, you grow up and become LeBron James. Like seriously, like if you never have, sorry, if you never have consequences to your actions, you've probably heard of people or met people like this where everything they say, they think they're right. They don't want to listen to anybody else's opinion. Uh, they don't want to know what anybody else thinks. They only care about themselves. They only care about what they think. That's what happens when you don't have consequences. But through your consequences, and I know nobody wants to get punished. Nobody wants to have this. But through those, you learn, and you grow, and and you get better. Uh, And you learn how to have empathy and all of these things. And so that's what God does. Like He has this set of rules not to be like, hey, you have to do what I say. It's to, hey, this is how you get better by doing what I say. Like This is how you can grow. And so that's, again, from the Father. And it talks about being the father to the fatherless and putting the lonely in families. Uh, Everybody here, everybody in the church, everybody everywhere has a different kind of family. Um, Mine was very different. I was raised by my great-grandparents, and there are a lot of times where I feel very alone, and I feel very different, and I feel very outcast. Uh, Some people have two parents, and it's like, I have two parents and two and a half siblings, and like it's very fun and very cool, and everything feels wonderful, and everything, you know, I feel connected. That's awesome. Some people have one parent. Some people have zero parents. Some people... Uh, grow up without anything. Some people grow up with everything. We all have these different situations. And so, what connects us? It's the fact that God puts us all together in His family. And so, He's the Father to our family and to all of us to bring us together. And that's what David's talking about because David felt very alone right now. And he's like, Hey, we have God who is our family and He loves you. And yeah, you might get in trouble sometimes, but it's not out of anger, it's not out of hatred, it's not out to show you up, it's to say, Hey, I love you so much that I'm showing you a better way. I'm giving you a better way. And that's the whole point of the Father. And again, next week we'll talk about Jesus and we'll talk about the Holy Spirit. And I get that it can get confusing when you talk about the Trinity. But it all starts with this idea that God created everything. And the the Father of everything is also your Father. And it's so cool. And it means that you have value beyond what you see. It means that God was complete. Doesn't need anything. Didn't need any of us. And yet he's like, I have so much love that I have this plan to create beings to give love to. I have this plan to create this path to me so they can choose, so they can have free will, so they can love each other, so they can feel complete too. And so he helps you through that. And it's all out of love. God is love. Love God, love others. All of these things go together. And so that's, the, that's where I wanted to start. That's the main thing is I am means that He is. Like no matter what you think, no matter which part we're talking about, no matter what your understanding of the Trinity is, God loves you with everything that He is. And when we give that back to Him, again, you're not going to find that your life is perfect because it's not going to be. You're not going to find that you have no problems because you're going to. But you find that you're a part of this family, a part of something that gives you that connection. It gives you this chance to continue moving forward. It gives you this chance to continue having this amazing connection that otherwise you'll spend your whole life looking for. And so as we talk about the Father, as we talk about our provider, as we talk about our creator, he could have done that and then gone away. And yet he did that and then said, I'm staying with you for the long haul, for everything. And that tells you that you're worth it. It tells you that you're never alone. It tells you that he loves you. It tells you that you were created for a reason. I don't know what the reason is. He does. You'll find it, but just trust him. Keep going to him. Keep listening to him. Keep loving him. Keep following him. And keep loving each other. That's all I got. Thank you.